0: Welcome to The Peg Doesn't Fit, the podcast that brings you the change makers in education. Tune in to hear from educational leaders who aren't content with the status quo educational model and are blazing their own path. Hello, everybody. I'm excited about this one. This is episode one. Of my blockchain and education series. I totally geek out about this stuff. Uh, I'm going to make sure that we keep it very um, introductory level. And for you teachers out there, we're going to scaffold this as much as possible so that you don't get too overwhelmed. Hopefully, it's just enough to help you fall down the rabbit hole because once you learn about how amazing this technology is, I think you can't help but start to really dig into it and research all that is out there because it goes way beyond education. In fact, I'm showing how it can apply to education and it's pretty much infiltrated every single industry already. So I think you'll get as excited about this as I will. And what I plan to do here is we're going to do probably about five episodes. This one, we're going to talk about what is blockchain? What the heck does it even mean? What is it? Number two, we'll talk about learner sovereignty. Number three, we'll talk about interoperability, which is how do things work in the background so that you can kind of go uh, with your own credentials wherever you need to go. And then we'll jump into benefits for the classroom. And I'll obviously talk about those in every episode, but we'll specifically talk about what could that look like in the future as this whole system develops, this ecosystem. And then finally, five we get to dream big and tie it into some nfts maybe some of you have heard about those what do dashboards look like for kids and how can we kind of make their education come alive just by the pure i'll call it magic of what blockchain does so here we go let's jump into what the heck is this blockchain thing i'm going to actually pull from four different white papers at least uh they've open my eyes even deeper into how blockchain applies to education, and I'll leave them in the show notes too. But here they are. Number one is called Connected Impact, and it is by Carrie Lemoy and Louis Soares. Number two, number two is the American Workforce Policy Advisory Board. They wrote a paper in 2019 called the white paper on interoperable learner records. That's actually the first one that I read that got me really excited. The next one is from the Blockchain Research Institute. It is called Blockchain Revolution in Education and Lifelong Learning. And I actually am hoping to get Elisa Acosta, the director of education from the Blockchain Research Institute on later this season. Uh, She I reached out to her last year and she said she would had just had a baby and was looking forward to adjusting to life as a new parent, but then was hoping to jump on the show and tell us about their work there, which I'm super excited about. And then finally, um, there's a white paper called Taji Kilimanjaro, which is actually about how blockchain can help develop um, essentially the economy, life, everything in a lot of our African countries. So this is from a Taji cooperative, T-A-G-I. They even have a um, cryptocurrency available to help support their, their project. And there's some fascinating stuff in there. So we're going to go back to the beginning here. Connected Impact, Unlocking Education and Workforce Opportunity Through Blockchain. Once again, it's by Carrie Lemoy and Louis, or Lewis Soares. And it's from the American Council on Education and the Office of Educational Technology for the US. So big stuff there. So they really lay this out a lot and I'm gonna indirectly quote from them quite a few times, but blockchain is essentially another word for what's called a distributed ledger. So if you think about uh, you pay your friend Bill $5 and we write that down that I now have $5 less. He has $5 more. That's a ledger. Kind of like for those of you that are old like me, keeping track of your checkbook balance, that's a ledger. Anytime we're keeping track of transactions between people, that's that's what we're calling a ledger. And what distributed means is now not just me and Bill are keeping track of I gave him $5 because then we could start arguing. He could say, you never gave me $5. And I'll say, yes, I did. It's a he said, she said thing. Well, when it's distributed, this actually means that more than just Bill and I are keeping track of this. There's actually multiple uh, hundreds of people typically um, that are storing this data and then vouching for the validity of what happen between us. So not just Bill and I are keeping track of this $5 anymore. Several other, it's actually computers, are keeping track of this ledger and because that is there, this essentially becomes something called trustless, which is a different kind of word because I think, oh no, that means no trust. Well actually it means you can trust this because so many systems are keeping track of the ledger that it does not require you to place uh, your trust in it and say, well, because I know that person, I can trust it. It's actually, the system doesn't require you to trust it because it just is impossible to fudge. So when we also say distributed, what that looks like is I'm not dependent on any one of those people, um, or it's really computers called nodes and validators that are keeping track of these records. But if I had 3 print friends besides Bill, Peter, Chris, Josh, I can also talk to any of them about this and if any one of them were let's say to die, I can still talk to the others and I haven't lost the entire system. So because the records are kept on so many on multiple points There's not a central point of failure for this system, which is beautiful. We'll talk about why that applies in education in a little bit. The other thing is sovereignty. So you as a user control your data. So I bet a lot of you have an iPhone and you have that cool little dashboard, your health dashboard inside there, or if you have an iWatch or whatever they're called, I used to have one, it'll tell you like, hey, you need to stand up and walk because it's been too long. Apple's keeping track of all that data all the time, and it provides some really cool visuals for what you're doing health-wise. But what if Apple or its data centers go down or disappear? What if Apple quits as a company? Do you get your data anymore? It's gone because that data is actually yours, kind of, but it's actually truly Apple's. They're keeping track of your data information, but they own it. With blockchain, you own it. Same thing with digital property rights. Maybe you've uh, downloaded music from Spotify before, Apple Music, you purchased an album. I know that I've purchased a Google video before on the Google Play Store, Amazon, same thing. You may have purchased it and they call it owning, but you don't technically own it. If any of those companies were to disappear, they decide that they don't like people like me that are bald uh, and they, you know, cancel me, cancel culture stuff. I've lost all of my access to those purchases because I don't technically own them. I have now unlimited access to them, but I don't technically own them and they could take them away from me whenever they would want. So imagine what if would happen with our degrees, because this kind of happens at the degree level as well, or your credentials. What if your university goes under? Who's going to vouch for the legitimacy of your bachelor in education degree? Can they do it anymore? Can they say your classes were good? Well, kind of those records are lost in a sense. Yes, your degree now lasts, or lies in the National Clearinghouse, but we've essentially lost the backup to say your the pieces that went into it. So, So on that ledger that says... Ryan earned his Bachelor of Education and it required these credits, that information has gone. However, with blockchain, that stuff, not only does it not go away because it's permanent, I also always own it. So I'm not dependent on any centralized place anymore to own my own information. And back to the health stuff, there's actually some cool stuff going on in the healthcare industry in which they're using blockchain to give you your own health information where you can go to the doctor and you can choose whether like the information you want to share with the doctor. So they don't need to know everything, but you can have your owner ownership of your own data to say, Hey, I'm a diabetic. Um, I work out this much and you can choose what you want to share with them. And you're the one that owns that information. So here's where it gets cool. What if we use this distributed ledger, this blockchain to store the things that we learn. So we've learned a lot over our lives if you're like me, but I don't own that information in any central place. I write it down on a resume, but it's up to me to remember. And it's up to those businesses I still work for. If anyone wants to call for references, it's up to those to remember me and say, oh, yeah, I think Ryan was a good worker. Whereas if I truly own them and there's some true metadata that goes into this, if you listen to the Rob Bajer episode with open badges, if that metadata is in that smart contract that goes into that blockchain ledger that says, yes, Ryan worked for five hours doing this thing to earn this credit, that stuff can come with me forever. I own it and I don't have to remember it. And my future employer doesn't have to trust me to trust that it's legit, which is pretty awesome. Furthermore, as I earn more and more credits, as long as those institutions provide the correct information and metadata and we store it on the blockchain on my little wallet, on my phone, some kind of blockchain wallet, like block certs or one of those, then I get to keep that and they can trust that the information that went into there says that I really did earn those. Okay, because I can't make stuff up and you can't actually alter it once it's ledger, once it enters the ledger, you cannot modify that information. It's it's not technically, technically impossible. but that's a tech level that's way above my brain. But I can't go in as the average user and mess up something without uh, massively destroying a lot of other things. So it's it's really impossible to to modify um, my own records and falsify them. Like I could in a resume. I could claim that I worked so-and-so place. They have no proof. But with the blockchain, if I use that as a resume of of the things I've done, It can be trusted because they know I can't modify it, and so they can trust it to be true. So we're going to get into talking about more of what this looks like. I love that this was a short episode because sometimes short podcasts work really well. Um, The next episode, we're going to get into learner sovereignty. So now that I own my data, what does that really mean and what can I do with that? I've kind of hit on the surface with that, but we'll dig dig deeper into that element as we move forward, because this ties into the badges that um, Rob Bader was talking about in our episodes a couple of times ago. Um, free learning, way back to the Todd Parker episode, every time that kid earns one of those credentials, they are the sole proprietor of those when it start, when we put it on the blockchain. And um, I hope you get as excited about this as I do. I'm kind of a slow think think uh, aloud and, and move kind of stoically through these things. but this is the future, folks. And I encourage you to dig into it. Uh, this is where not just education is going. I think it as I as you read in these white papers, there are a lot of infrastructure pieces that have to be put in place before we get there. but, this is the future of life. Much like the internet, at first we didn't quite believe it, that the internet would be so valuable. And now it's just, you know, it's ubiquitous. We, it's in everything we do. This is kind of like the next level of innovation in life that internet was 20 years ago. So dig into it. Uh, I encourage you to first, I would start with, this connected impact white paper I posted it on my Twitter feed at Ryan D Bartle one and also at the pig doesn't fit check that out or you can just look up connected impact it's about a let me see here 30 plus 40 page white paper full of solid information about blockchain uh, in terms of what it is it breaks it down even better than I did Talks about places that are doing it. There's schools in Dallas that are already implementing this stuff. All kinds of stuff. So please dig into it um, and see what it can unlock for you as an educator. Let's change the future, folks. We'll talk to you next week. After this, we have an interview with Dr. Tina Owen-Moore. She's the author of The Alliance Way, The Making of a Bully-Free School. And I'm looking forward to figuring out how does one make a bully-free school because if you're like me sometimes you just kind of think that bullying has just always existed and it always will be but it sounds like dr tina owen moore has found a way to get that next to nothing in her schools and i look forward to hearing from her i hope you do as well um i'm actually interviewing her tomorrow And that episode will drop most likely next Tuesday, which is the 26th. So check that out too.